Can you you got me, Tom? Is this okay? Is this working, Tom? All right. You guys feel free to get more food. There's tons of it, so yeah. Help yourself. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, John. I appreciate it, Tom. Appreciate it. It's great to spend some time with you guys today, and uh, just going to share you share my story with you. Uh, like John said, my name is Patrick Eng. I grew up in a uh, little suburb of New Jersey, um, the oldest of four boys. We had a good childhood growing up together in a close-knit family. And uh, I grew up Catholic, going to church on Sundays and attending Sunday school, going to catechism. My mom actually was educated in Hong Kong by Mary Knoll priests, so we had a fair amount of influence from, uh, in our family from the Catholic Church. When I was 15, my dad passed away. He died of cancer. And my mom, somehow, she raised my three brothers and I uh, through the high school years and the college years. I, you know, when I think about that, I'm still amazed at how she did that uh, and managed through that period of time with my brothers and I. <clears throat> those, uh, those 10 years after my dad died were uh, primarily filled with school and sports for me. I got a college degree in economics and landed a job in banking and started to make money and started to climb the corporate ladder. Um, there was not a lot of uh, focus on spiritual pursuits during that time of my life. I, had a, I got a job as a trader. It was a fun time to be, uh, to be in banking in, uh, in the late 1980s and uh, to be in New York City. So as a young single guy, I had a lot of opportunities to go to some of the nicest restaurants in, in town and fancy places. We went to different clubs and bars and had limos taking us everywhere. So we worked hard and we played hard in, in that job. And, and this European bank that I worked for was, also gave me the opportunity to go to Europe and visit cities like London and Amsterdam. And... Um, and on business trips, uh, we did much of the same thing. We visited these big cities, and I had a lot of, a lot of fun traveling, working, and, uh, and partying with those guys. But after seven years of that trading job, I decided to go back to business school and get a degree, a master's degree in finance. And that's what brought me to Arizona, actually. I, I went to business school in Glendale, Arizona. They, uh, there's a business school called Thunderbird there. And I continued my pattern of working hard and playing hard. During business school, I had a great time meeting interesting people from all over the world and enjoyed many parties and fun times in between studying. And in addition to parties and studying, I managed to meet my future bride. And I also spent a semester studying abroad over in China. And after graduation, I actually got a job as a foreign exchange derivatives trader uh, in New York City. So... It was back to the East Coast for me. I got married to my business school sweetheart back there. During that time, we lived in Manhattan, and we both uh, made good money, enjoyed life as newlyweds in New York. We both loved traveling, and we visited Europe a couple of times and enjoyed some plays and museums, exploring different restaurants around New York. And at work, the pattern of working hard and playing hard was still in full swing. We'd worked. 10-hour days, and then we'd go out to the newest strip clubs, private parties where they'd hire female entertainers. There are more limos, more bars, more restaurants into the wee hours of the night. 
I mean, it was an interesting lifestyle, but I, I knew it was not something that I could sustain. It wasn't, wasn't fulfilling for me. So I still felt that something was missing, and eventually my wife wanted to move to the suburbs, and I started commuting to work for over one hour each way. And I saw myself becoming one of those guys that I vowed I would never become, working at a bank in New York City, commuting into work every day for the next 30 years and basically getting fully entrenched in a rat race. So my wife Kristen and I made a decision in uh, 2000. We quit our jobs and we moved out to Phoenix, Arizona. It was an area that we both loved when we were at business school and uh, we always talked that if we were to retire, where would we go? We figured right now let's do it. We, uh, at the time we didn't own a house, we didn't have any kids and so it was just a much easier decision without those kind of complications. However, once we moved to Arizona, over the next 10 years, we bought a house, we started a family. We now have two kids, like John said, they're, you know, 13 and 11 now, and I, I still work in the financial business, but now for myself as a financial planner. And life was going along nicely, you know. I had a great wife, I had two great kids, a house in central Phoenix, and I worked for myself. So you'd think I was living the American dream. But I still wasn't fulfilled. There was no real purpose in my life. So in uh, 2002, a neighbor of mine had asked me to attend a men's Bible study in, on uh, Wednesday mornings. And I'd never really gone to anything like that. But I was curious. I, I was still seeking something. And, uh, and if nothing else, I thought, hey, what a great networking opportunity for my business, right, doing financial planning. To my surprise, I liked the things that were being said and shared at this study, and I kept going for the next three, four years I was going to this study. And so there are a lot of things to learn and understand in the Bible, but every time I tried reading it on my own, I, I just never seemed to get anywhere. I had a lot to learn. And from, so from 2003 to 2008, my, life was, uh, my, my wife and I had to transition from being a happily married couple to being working parents of two little kids. And this proved to be especially challenging without the support of our family since uh, all of our family lived back east. In, uh, my wife's family is in Michigan and m most of my family is in New Jersey and New York. So this work-life balancing act took a big toll on our marriage and on our kids. So by the fall of 2008, my life was a mess. My wife wanted to leave me. We were going to marriage counseling. My daughter was in the second year of a battle with epilepsy that the doctors just couldn't figure out how to control, and the financial markets were in free fall. And so on top of all that, I was not in the best of health. I was about 20 pounds overweight, and I just wasn't taking care of myself. Um, but my son Peter, he was like the rock. He, he was always like a steady and positive force in our lives. But in, uh, in 2009, I decided in my bedroom one night that I needed some major intervention. I had tried solving or fixing all these problems that I had by myself, doing it my way. Clearly, it wasn't working. That's when I got down on my knees and I prayed a prayer that I had been asked to pray many times before, but it did not seem to have as much meaning. 
It was a prayer to turn my life over to God and accept the Holy Spirit into my life. It was me submitting and understanding that I needed to hand my life over to Jesus Christ and let him be the captain of my ship. And shortly after that, uh, after that night, a fraternity brother of mine was in town visiting his family, and I shared with him my troubles. My buddy Rob is a couple of years older than I am, and we went to college together, but he was not a guy that I think I would, that I would have thought that we would be in touch after 30 years. But over the last 30 plus years, he and I have always found a way to stay connected or somehow our paths crossed. When I reflect on that relationship, I can only think that God had a hand in keeping us connected and there was a purpose for us to stay friends. And I knew that Rob was a very strong Christian man. He was the one that connected me to a man in Arizona. Although my friend Rob lives outside Atlanta, he found a guy or knew a guy in Scottsdale that he felt was the right guy for me to meet with. And since that time in 2009, my friend Rob and my friend Trevor in Scottsdale, Arizona, have been very instrumental in my spiritual journey and in helping me to understand the wisdom that we men can learn from the Bible. I continue on my spiritual journey today, but after having accepted Christ into my life a little over seven years ago now, I can tell you my life has changed for the better. Although my marriage isn't perfect, it has definitely grown stronger, probably because of what we've been through. And in fact, next Tuesday on October 11th, my wife Kristen and I celebrate our 19th wedding anniversary. My daughter Natalie has improved tremendously with her seizure disorder and is thriving in school. She actually has been seizure-free now for two years. And as for me, my health has improved. My business is stable and growing. And uh, I've refocused my life from... Uh, from being all about me, myself, and I, to being about the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's definitely not something that happens right away, and it's not something that's easy to explain to someone. But the best description I can think of is this. It's like the wind blowing through a field. You can't see the wind, but you can see the impact that it has when it blows through the trees and the grass. So if you ask the Lord to come into your life, be prepared for some big changes. Some changes you may welcome, and some you may not. But you need to believe that it's all for the better. Understand that change can be good. Over the last couple of years, I feel as if I'm getting closer to realizing my purpose in life. God has placed before me some very specific situations where I can try to help other men, as well as my wife and children. I've helped some make some good connections, and I'm trying to carry out the work that God has placed before me. And if my story can shed some life uh, and light into some of other men's lives and help them get on the right path, then I will know that Jesus meant for me to share it with them. And hopefully I can make a difference in men's lives, much like Rob and Trevor have been able to do for me and my family. Thanks for listening to, to, uh, to this story, guys. I, um, as we wrap up, please let me share a prayer with you. Um, it's a prayer that's in the back of these booklets. And um, I think John and, and Tom have these Steps to Peace booklets. It's a prayer that's very similar to the one that I prayed that night in the quiet of my room uh, back in January of 2009. And um, it goes like this. You can 
pray uh, in the quiet of your own heart. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and I'm willing to turn from my sins. I now invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart and life as my personal Savior. I'm willing by God's strength to follow and obey Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. Amen. So that's uh, that's my story, guys. I um, I wanted to to tell you about that envelope on your uh, on your table. If uh, if you guys can open it up, or one of the guys pass.